Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday morning, October the 4th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with our very special guest, uh, Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, as you know, we've gone to a once a month format. And so this particular day and time is very critical to uh, the Christian Underground News Network. We, we, uh, we feel that our sessions with JB are extremely crucial and important and, uh, and uh, for, for us and for you. So uh, we've got some great information today. I'm gonna let JB kick this off here in a minute and uh, tell us all about uh, what we're gonna be talking about today. Basically, I think we'll be speaking about a little bit about uh, the release of his new book. Uh, and he's going to tell you a lot more about that now. I've seen the table of contents. And uh, oh, boy, oh, boy, wait till you see this. You're going to love it. JB, welcome this morning. And uh, tell us a little bit about the new book, will you? You bet. Thanks, Curtis. Uh, man, great to be with you. And I got to tell you, I'm a little bit angry this morning. Not at you, because how could anybody ever be angry at the inimitable Curtis Chamberlain? But uh, oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but no, I am angry because, you know, it just seems like the devil continuously uh, is hurling attacks. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned in other venues how uh, the spiritual warfare surrounding the release of Spirit of the Antichrist Volume 1 was off the charts. In fact, in the preface to the new volume, Volume 2, I kind of tell some of those uh, stories, and I was talking to David Fiorazzo about that recently. It's just, uh, looking back on it, it's amazing. My wife uh, kept a list of all of the different uh, attacks and uh, just circumstantial things that happened, uh, uh, you know, discouragement, uh, physical attacks, uh, emotional problems, scheduling snafus, travel woes, you name it, one thing after another. And it started um, right after I finished volume one, uh, before it was even released. And then uh, after it was released, the very week it was released, we had all sorts of uh, problems. And it's just uh, kind of ebbed and flowed, but not stopped at all since then. And now here we are uh, with volume two coming out. And boy, I've got to tell you, uh, I am so excited about this uh, book. It's, it's uh, the material that's covered in it is something that I think every uh, Christian has a duty to study, to know, to learn. And I think every pastor has a duty to teach and preach about it. I think they're derelict in their duty. In fact, uh, Curtis, today, as we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, October the 4th, I'm sitting in a hotel room in Minneapolis on my way to a pastor's conference uh, in uh, Duluth, where I'm going to be speaking uh, tomorrow. I'm speaking on the subject of hermeneutics and how important hermeneutics is to the dispensational theological framework. In fact, it really is a part and parcel of the of dispensation. Yeah. It's all about hermeneutics. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I can't help but think, you know, here we are talking about, uh, you know, dispensationalism, which, of course, is an important theological topic. And yet, I think the world is falling apart all around us and things are happening at warp speed. And so I'm going to tell the pastors, just at least in passing, uh, that uh, they need to be talking about this stuff. I wish a volume two uh, was already out so that I could have brought some copies with me to make available to these pastors. But in any event, we've got volume one with us and, and volume two will be uh, available here soon. So, um, so yeah, just uh, kind of angry as I think about all that's happening. Even this morning, Curtis, we don't need to get into any details, but you and I 
you know, ran into some technical uh, problems as we're trying to connect here uh, on the road. And that, I guess, should not surprise me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Spirit of the Antichrist, I don't want to make, uh, you know, it all about that t- today. Seems like uh, we've been talking a lot about it in, in various venues uh, lately. And, and let me just mention by way of update that we've got lots of other great material at notbyworks.org, uh, free material, videos, hundreds of videos. Uh, this past Sunday, I spoke about the doctrine of eternal rewards as part of our What Lies Ahead series. That video is already posted. Uh, the Then on uh, in the worship hour, I talked from Acts chapter 18 on the importance of authenticity in the Christian life. Uh, so we've got, you know, devotionals, we've got uh, podcasts. Of course, all of our videos are simultaneously recorded as podcasts and available to those who prefer to just listen to the podcast rather than watch the videos. But uh, anyway, you know, notbyworks.org is a great resource for um, spiritual and and biblical information that'll help people grow in their faith. uh, And I encourage people to check that out. But right now, I got to be honest, what's on my heart is, is the spirit of the Antichrist. You know, it's been a pretty technical, uh, pretty uh, uh, crazy uh, week uh, this week in in terms of geopolitical events. Uh, Some of our listeners may not know that yesterday for the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis, the U.S. has three regions that are at DEFCON 2. Uh, That's uh, the uh, Mideast, Africa, and Europe uh, commands are all at DEFCON 2, first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis that uh, we've had uh, three regions at that level. Uh, for those who may not know, DEFCON 2 is the second highest level. DEFCON 1 means you're in a hot war. Uh, so we're right on the brink. Um, the, you know, the, the uh, things happening over there in Russia and Ukraine are ripped from the pages of Ezekiel 38 and 39, literally. Absolutely, um, absolutely. The, you know, the uh, threats, the saber rattling, the, the economic crisis, um, of course, the hurricane over there in Florida was just a distraction, um, you know, really yep. uh, I mean, as terrible as it is. And I think the death count is now up over 100. We want to pray for those uh, folks over there. Uh, yeah, so but still, you know, compared to what all is going on globally, uh, that's just one more piece of the puzzle. So yeah, we've, got, we've got North Korea firing a missile over Japan. You know, yep. like, what what's going on? You know, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it truly is. Uh, you know, amazing. Uh, you know, there are currently seven Chinese and Russian warships off the coast of Alaska right now, both cruisers and destroyers. Uh, of course, the Poseidon sub, we don't know where that is. That could be there with them. Uh, and, you know, all you see on the mainstream media is, is this left-right twaddle. You know, I, I was, when I, when I saw a lot of these things from some of the sources that I have, I always like to check out Fox News and CNN and see what they're covering. And of course, they're covering, you know, Fox News is saying, oh, the liberals are bad. And CNN is saying, oh, the conservatives are bad. And it's like, you know, crazy twaddle. There's nothing substantive there, but that's by design. They want to to distract us with the false left-right paradigm while they're putting the pieces uh, in place. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot going on. I don't want to be a fear monger by any stretch because, uh, you know, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And God has not given us a spirit of fear. But you'd have to be foolish to not pay attention to what's going on because, um, you know, when, when the end comes and the Lord calls us home uh, at the rapture, uh, which we don't know when that'll be, we don't know how much suffering we're going to have to face before that happens. It could be 
you know, we could be in the throes of it if the Lord tarries is coming. We don't know what his timetable is, but we absolutely know what the Luciferians' timetable is because they've telegraphed it for us uh, again and again and again for the last 100 years, and that is the 2020s. They, they expect uh, to roll out their end game by 2025, and they expect to have the new world order completely in place by 2030. Does that mean it's going to happen? No, not necessarily. That's up to God. God's the ultimate arbiter of the timetable, but we certainly know they are doing everything they can to make that happen. We're, there's talk of uh, a central bank digital currencies. In fact, I'm going to be speaking about that at a small gathering of folks in Colorado, uh, October 30th, the day before the book comes out. And uh, there's a big section about CBDCs in the new book. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2. Folks can go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and get a sneak peek of Volume 2. Uh, I've got, as you mentioned, the entire table of contents there. It's a bigger book than Volume 1, uh, and uh, it's also uh, got the preface there where you can read uh, the entire preface to kind of set the stage for what's coming. Uh, Time-wise, I think everybody knows by now, at least if you've been following Not By Works, that uh, we're going to release it on Satan's favorite holiday, October 31st, In Your Face to Satan. And as I started the episode by saying, I'm, I'm kind of angry. So at this point, you know, I just say uh, uh, that uh, Satan, you know, bring it on. Uh, I hate to say it that way because I don't want to, uh, you know, go looking for a fight. But the fact is the fight's already here. It came to us. It that's and, right. And we're not going to, you know, shy away from it. the gates of hell shall not prevail. We're supposed to be on the offensive, uh, not uh, be sheepish and, and worried about it. So uh, I'll get into some of the details of the book in just a moment, at least uh, one of the ones uh, sections that I wanted to talk about on today's program. But again, uh, what we're hoping to do and what we will do is uh, release the book for sale October 24th, but we won't ship those orders until the 31st. So everything kind of uh, kind of hits on the 31st. Um, we did the same thing with volume one. It was officially released March 21st of this year, and we started doing orders about a week before that and then shipped them all out that day. Uh, getting lots of uh, emails about it. Uh, best way to stay in touch is just uh, go to notbyworks.org. and You've got the latest info there. Again, you can click on the banner right there on the home page. It'll take you to the volume two uh, page and give you the you know a lot of info from uh, the book. Uh, you can also subscribe to our newsletter right there on the home page of notbyworks.org and we'll be sending out emails uh, as we get closer announcing when you can purchase the book. Um, we're going to be doing a bunch of uh, interviews you know as soon as the book is released. We've lined up interviews with various uh, you know ministries like we did last time. Uh, Olive Tree Ministries with Jan Markell has been gracious enough to have us back on actually twice to promote volume two. Uh, Jan has uh, really been such so gracious in helping get this information out. And uh, when she looked at the table of contents, she said, we're not going to be able to cover this in one interview. We need to do two. So Lord willing, uh, we've got those scheduled uh, coming up in December. Uh, other outlets uh, like Brandon House and uh, different ones have agreed to uh, help promote the book. So uh, we're praying that this will get out. It's certainly timely. Um, let me just mention a few of the uh, topics that we cover uh, in the book. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, we can't, I don't want to, you know, give it all away here. We've got, uh, you know, we want people to get the book and get the details, but here's just a sampling of the, the, the uh, 
topics that we cover. We start out by talking about the great satanic reset and Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. And I know that's getting a lot of attention. We've been talking about it for several years, um, but we go into quite a bit of detail. It's a lengthy section on uh, transhumanism, artificial intelligence, uh, central bank digital currencies, biometric surveillance, uh, implantable operating systems, uh, and things like that. Uh, you know, biodigital convergence, um, you know, a lot of the things that are happening behind the scenes that people need to be aware of. Uh, and then we talk about the Luciferian timetable. You know, that's uh, something that, again, they've telegraphed, uh, in, you know, in plain sight what their plans are. So we get into uh, going back 100 years to some of the demonic manifestations of the timetable and as, as Satan's earthly uh, co-conspirators uh, were channeling demons to, to get the marching orders from Satan as to what they should do. We talk about Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Uh, we get into uh, several uh, indications that the Luciferians have given us that they are rapidly marching toward the goal line. Uh, again, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, they've been trying for many, many years uh, to usher in the one world satanically uh, inspired system, and they haven't succeeded yet. Uh, but this is, they, this is as close as they've gotten. There are more things uh, that are really on the cusp uh, today than have ever been. And if they, if God does not sovereignly intervene, uh, they are going to, you know, Cross the goal line. And so we need to be ready for that. And I think it's a mistake, as I say at the end of the book, it would be a very big mistake for believers to simply move to a mountaintop and wait for the rapture and sing Kumbaya. Uh, that, that's not what God wants us to do. We are, that's right. We're in this battle. We need to engage in the battle. And again, we don't know how long the Lord's going to have us here. So we need to, you know, fight uh, in this battle. And we'll talk about that in a second. But then we get into some more manifestations of the spirit of the Antichrist, like the spirit of power, the spirit of phenomena, the spirit of pride and persecution and perversion. Uh, that's a tough chapter, chapter 13. Yeah. Book. Um, we get into the, the whole compulsory government schooling system and how they're pushing synthetic sex identities, transgenderism. We talk about Hollywood's role in all of this. I get into a very heavy section on satanic ritual abuse and mind control. We, uh, we discussed the Epstein Island scandal and, and, and uh, the Podesta emails and child sex trafficking. Uh, so that's a big part of this satanic agenda is, to, uh, is the whole notion of uh, sexual uh, perversity and uh, the innocence of children that they, uh, that they get power from uh, for some pretty uh, difficult stuff. And, and we, of course, talk about it through the lens of scripture. This is nothing new. Child sex, uh, child sacrifice has been going on since the ancient times, uh, and there have been ancient sex cults and things like that. So this is all part of the dark underworld of spiritual warfare that most people like to just dismiss and 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 you know not talk about. So uh, when we talk about the spirit of phenomena, I was actually reading a book on the plane yesterday uh, that was fascinating. In fact, I. I, I wanted to make a couple changes before we print uh, the book, uh, but I wasn't able to, but just minor things that I wished I had included. And in fact, Curtis, every day I see things in the news that I think, oh man, I, I wish I could, could put that in there. But you know, thankfully, once the book 
hits the market, we'll have plenty of opportunities with interviews and stuff to add even further information because things are happening just daily uh, unfolding. But uh, in the chat, I have two chapters in there that cover the spirit of the phenomena, uh, the sort of paranormal activity and the upsurge that we see in supernatural activity. So we talk about UFOs and UAP and uh, the U.S. government, and we talk about uh, how I believe uh, that you know the dawn of the modern UFO era in 1947 is significant. Why is that? Well, you'll have to read the book, but I think there's a biblical basis for the significance of the year 1947 and all that was happening in the aftermath of World War II. Uh, we wow, talk about the I U.S. Agree. We talk about the U.S. government and and the UFO cover-up and all that's been happening over the last five years, ever since uh, the New York Times broke the story of the secret uh, government uh, uh, programs that are tracking and monitoring and studying UFOs and what the government calls UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Um, I get into U.S. presidents and UFOs. A lot of people don't realize how many U.S. presidents uh, have uh, talked about and what they've done in the realm of UFO research. In fact, you'll be stunned when I talk about President Obama and some of the stuff that was released on a Freedom of Information Act request about his behind the scenes study of UFOs. Um, paranormal activities. I, you know, I have, I tell a couple of stories in the book in two different sections um, that are pretty heavy. Uh, one of them is an interview that I've done uh, with a, a man over several interviews uh, over several months. Uh, and I don't want to give too much away, but it is chilling. Uh, but this man has uh, really confirmed everything that we've been talking about in terms of the presence of the Luciferian conspiracy. Not that we need confirmation because scripture is pretty clear about it, but uh, right. that's a, a section on demonic entities. And I talk about skinwalkers and shapeshifters and other cryptids and strange disappearances. And then I recount an a informal ad hoc interview that I had with a gentleman uh, and, uh, you know, get into some pretty heavy stuff there. That was uh, from Nebraska. So, uh, I mean, it just, uh, we talk about the spirit of pride. By the way, uh, Curtis, I have a section in the new book, as promised, I mentioned this in volume one, about uh, Donald Trump. You know, people are constantly asking me, how does Donald Trump fit into all of this? So, the curious case of uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Yes, the curious case of Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I did that with great, hesitation because I, I recognize that many conservative Christians, many folks that, you know, follow Not By Works Ministries are uh, fans of Donald Trump, and I respect that, and I certainly didn't want to be uh, gratuitously offensive or critical of Donald Trump. That wasn't my goal at all, but, you know, I, I do have a reasoned opinion about how he fits into the big picture, and I could be wrong, obviously, and I state that in the book, and I, I encourage people who buy the book uh, to, uh, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt there. And, and if you do think I'm wrong, that's fine, but just don't let that discredit everything else I'm saying in this two volume series, because it's, uh, it's pretty important stuff. But, uh, so I give you several pages in there speculating on what was going on in 2016 and 2020 and, uh, the rollout of the, uh, COVID, uh, pre-planned COVID pandemic. And of course the death shot uh, with the gene editing, uh, bio injections and so forth. Uh, so we talk about that. But today, what I want to do just for the remainder of our time, that kind of gives folks a taste of, of what uh, is coming in volume two. Again, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and you can get a sneak peek at volume two. 
Volume two will go on sale for pre-orders October 24th, so less than three weeks from now. And then uh, it will ship and go on sale uh, to the general public uh, on October 31st, Halloween. Uh, kind of reminding Satan that even though uh, the forces of evil and the forces of darkness are getting more and more intense, uh, in the end, we know who, who wins and uh, we're not afraid at all. Uh, Amen. So uh, this morning, I was reading uh, Proverbs chapter 4 as I had breakfast at the hotel, and verse 19 caught my eye. And Proverbs 4.19 says, The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. And uh, that perfectly describes uh, Satan's earthly, uh, you know, accomplices, uh, the ones that are part of the Luciferian conspiracy. If you read volume one of Spirit of the Antichrist, you know the Luciferian conspiracy, as described in Psalm 2, involves Satan, demons, and human counterparts that are all three working together to accomplish Satan's goal of taking over the world and having everyone worship him instead of God. So, right. uh, so the, the Proverbs 4.19, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Perfectly describes the earthly side of that. Uh, the worst kind of deception, Curtis, is self-deception. And many oh, yeah. of the people involved in this uh, Luciferian conspiracy are unwitting pawns. Only a very, very, very small number at the top tier, as I talk about in volume one, are actually communicating with Satan, taking their marching orders directly from him, and, and actually recognize the, the spiritual aspect of what's going on around them. The vast majority of the people that are pawns in the game, uh, you know, they, they have nefarious uh, goals, to be sure. They may be in it for the money or the sex or the power or whatever it might be, but they don't necessarily connect the dots and understand that ultimately they are working at the behest of uh, Satan, uh, right. the enemy of all that is good and right and holy and just. And so, um, so in that sense, they're walking in darkness and uh, they don't know what's making them stumble. And I've pointed out often that you know, Satan is not omnipotent. That is, he's not all powerful. He's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. Uh, right. He's not omnipresent. He can only be in one place at one time. And for that reason, uh, you know, he, he can't just snap his fingers and usher in a one world system where everyone worships him. Uh, if he could, he would have done that already, uh, but he can't. Now, we know from scripture that he will, in fact, succeed for at least a seven year period. For, for seven years exactly, the Antichrist will be at the helm of this one world satanic system. And uh, Antichrist means against Christ or false Christ, an imposter. Uh, but after that seven years, the Christ, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, will come back at the Battle of Armageddon. And the Bible talks about this in Revelation 19. And uh, he will defeat the Antichrist and the false prophet, his uh, second in command, and they will be cast into the lake of fire. And, uh, it, you know, Christ will then reign in fulfillment of prophecy in perfect peace and righteousness and judgment. But according to God's plan of the ages, if you believe the Bible, and we certainly do, uh, we know that for a brief period of time, Satan will have his one world uh, system. And uh, we, uh, that's what this is all working towards, is the rollout of the satanic uh, system. Uh, 
So you back to Proverbs 4:19, the way of the wicked is like darkness. Well, I in the book, in the new book, I talk about this motif of darkness and it's in a section a chapter in the book on secret societies i don't think i mentioned that a moment ago but we talk about freemasonry the illuminati skull and bones round table knights templar opus Dei, rosicrucianism we get into groups like the council on foreign relations we have a whole chapter on cfr bilderberg and bohemian grove but in the in the setup to that chapter i i work through passages of scripture that remind us that you know secrecy is the devil's uh, mo i mean he is yep. the great deceiver jesus said when he speaks he speaks a lie everything he speaks is a lie because that's all that comes out of his mouth uh, he was, right. you know he, he he began by lying to adam and eve um, when he when he got kicked out of heaven and so evildoers really usually shy away from the light of day and the luciferians certainly uh, prefer the cover of darkness and yes. So scripture uses this contrast or this metaphor of light and darkness to describe the cosmic battle between God and Satan, between good and evil. And, you know, Jesus Christ is the light of the world, John 8, 12, whereas Satan is the prince of darkness, Ephesians 6, 12. Uh, and uh, John uh, wrote in uh, his first epistle, which, of course, uh, by now most folks know that the whole premise for the two-volume Spirit of the Antichrist series comes from 1 John 4, 3, where we learn that while uh, one Antichrist is coming, uh, the spirit of that Antichrist is already at work in the world among us. But in uh, 1 John chapter 1, we read, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And uh, so you see this, this sort of light, dark, theme running through scripture in fact at the end of christ's earthly ministry when he's betrayed in the garden jesus says luke twenty two fifty three. jesus says when i was with you daily in the temple you did not try to seize me but this is your hour and the power of darkness and uh there is a power of of darkness and the apostle paul says you know you were once darkness but now you are light in the lord walk as children of light <laughs> Uh, when you trust in Jesus Christ and him alone as the only one who can save you because he died and rose again for your sins, then you have been transferred from the power of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of the son of his love. Colossians right. 1. So we're no longer part of uh, the darkness. We are to you know, walk uh, circumspectly, Paul says in Ephesians 5, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Yeah. In that same passage in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it yeah. is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. So that's what we're trying to do. We're exposing the power of darkness, letting people know what's happening. There's a benefit, obviously, spiritually, because uh, you know, we're to preach the whole counsel of God, and God's word says all scripture is profitable. But beyond that, there's a, also a very practical reason that we uh, talk about this stuff, and that is that lives are at stake. Um, yes. Yes. Fact, you know, I, I dedicate uh, the book to, you know, those uh, who have suffered and died at the hands of the Luciferians. 
Yeah. I'm just, as I was, you know, researching for this book and writing this book, I just was overwhelmed time and again at the, the depths of horrific suffering that Satan's earthly accomplices have foisted upon innocent people, especially children. It, it's sickening. And, uh, you know, the Lord uh, reminded me in Deuteronomy 32, a passage, uh, you know, going way back 1500 years before Christ, uh, the children of Israel in the wilderness, God revealed to, to them through the pen of Moses, uh, the law. And even back then, God was looking down the annals of history, uh, which was yet future from that perspective, but not to God, because God is timeless. He's outside of the realm of time, space, and matter. He's eternal. And, but he said, even back then, vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time, for the yes. day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. And I, I just, I hope uh, that anyone listening to this podcast uh, who has suffered, uh, like uh, my friend Paul, that I have the extended interview of, of my time with him in the book, uh, who was a victim for 49 years at the hands of uh, the Luciferians. Uh, I hope that they can take some measure of comfort uh, in the power of the Spirit, if they're believers, from knowing that uh, the day of reckoning is coming. Uh, because let us not forget, the closer we get to the culmination of the Luciferians' plan, that just means it's a hop, skip, and a jump from the final judgment. You know, you know, we've, yeah. we've endured 6,000 years of this ongoing battle since Satan was kicked out of heaven. But once the one world system is rolled in, it's just a, a, just a few short years before Christ comes back and makes all things new. So praise yeah. God for that. Um, but, uh, you know, Deuteronomy 32, 35 says, uh, the day of their calamity is at hand and the things to come hasten uh, upon them. And so, you know, we, uh, we, we certainly uh, take some comfort in that, knowing who wins uh, in the end. Um, but, you know, there's a practical benefit of studying this stuff, and that is, in the meantime, we can rescue people that are, you know, especially children that are, uh, you know, being uh, abducted and, and wrapped up into the uh, human trafficking and, and things like that. So, um, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 10, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. So, you know, the, the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking to be made of our first Peter 5, 8. And, and we need to be sober and vigilant, watching, uh, you know, for for him uh, and, and preparing and, and, and defending ourselves with the word of the God, of God. Remember in Ephesians 6, the famous passage that I've talked a lot about that, that outlines the spiritual battle. Uh, it also gives us the spiritual weapons, one of which is the shield of faith with which we will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. It takes faith to see the unseen battle. And uh, the Bible defines faith as the evidence of things not seen. So only by faith, trusting in the Lord, and staying in his word, can we really fight the rulers of the darkness, you know, of this age? And um, so, you know, it's, it comes down to recognizing uh, that the Luciferians use secrecy to cultivate evil. Uh, that's certainly nothing new. Uh, and evil is always done in the dark, in the darkness. And, uh, you know, we want to expose that. 
And, uh, you know, so one other passage that as I was thinking about Proverbs 4.19, and I know I've thrown a lot of scripture at you here, but it all kind of connects with this light darkness idea. Uh, it comes from uh, Luke chapter, I'm sorry, John chapter 12. And in the context of John's gospel, uh, Jesus has begun, he, he's had the triumphal entry. So he's arrived at Jerusalem for the final time. Within a matter of days, he would be betrayed, arrested, tried, and crucified, and laid in a tomb. Uh, of course, he rose again the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave. Uh, but in that context, um, he is, uh, of course, makes the famous statement as he's um, being you know, contemplating his coming sacrifice as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He says, uh, for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And this is John 12, 28. And then a voice comes from heaven saying, I have both glorified and will glorify again. <laughs> and that's a fascinating statement. Uh, we assume that's God. Um, it could be an angel of the Lord. We don't really know. It just says a voice. There are two other times in the synoptic gospels where God definitely speaks directly from heaven to the earth because he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Both times he says the same thing at the baptism of Jesus and at the transfiguration on the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, here, I, I, we, I think, assume that it's God, but whoever it is, it's certainly a a voice of divine authority. And it says, I, you know, and when Jesus says, Father, glorify your name, that's another reason we think this is the Almighty responding because Jesus invoked the Father's name. Um, but he says, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. What does that mean? Well, that means that at Christ's death and resurrection, God got the glory. Yeah. There's a future glory coming that's, that's yet to come. Remember the prophet uh, said, uh, you know, the, in, in the book of Haggai, the prophet Haggai in the Old Testament said, the glory of the latter temple will be greater than all. That's a Absolutely. That's That's the idea. So we need to recognize that the supreme event of all mankind, the redemptive work of Christ on Calvary, the substitutionary atonement, uh, you know, it, everything was accomplished then, but in time, space, and matter, it hasn't all played out then. We're still living in an age where Satan is the ruler of this world, <laughs> and he's the the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one right now. But at one time, at one point, the resurrected Christ is going to come back, and he's going to inaugurate the long-awaited kingdom of peace, righteousness, and justice. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, the Bible, John tells us in John twelve, where we are, uh, that people heard that voice, and they said that it thundered. And others had said an angel spoke to him. They weren't sure who it was either. And Jesus answered and said to them, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now listen to this. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And, uh, and if, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, we'll draw all peoples to myself. So this is, you know, sort of reminding Satan. And I love reading passages like this aloud because Satan's demons, no doubt, are listening, and they can go back and report to Satan. Possibly Satan's listening. Who knows? He's not, again, omniscient, nor is he omnipresent, so it's highly unlikely with 7.5 billion people in the world and all that's going on right now setting the stage for the coming one world government 
that Satan would be, uh, you know, tuned in to Christian Underground News Network and listening to our discussion personally, but certainly his legion of demons can report back to him. And I, I, I always like reminding them that the, the ruler of this world will be cast out. That's right. Lost the battle. It is finished, Jesus said. Um, and uh, so then, you know, as you read on, uh, Jesus says, a little while longer, the light is with you. He's talking here to the disciples. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. And so the light of Christ was physically with them. And of course, even after he resurrected, the light, as Paul has said in all those passages we read a moment ago, is still with us uh, through the indwelling Christ. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. But you know, we are sons of light if we know the Lord Jesus. And uh, so, you know, this is, uh, this is, you know, what, what we're talking about, John 12 continues to, throughout the, the whole chapter, really to, to contrast this light and darkness. Jesus said in verse 46, I have come as a light in the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. I hope that if you're listening to this podcast today, you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, uh, the only one who can save you. If you've not, today's the day of salvation. I, I implore you in simple childlike faith to trust in Jesus Christ and Amen. be born again. Uh, for those of you who've already placed your faith in Christ, we need to remember that as dark as this world is getting, and there's some dark stuff in in my second volume. I mean, it's uh, I took no pleasure in in, in in studying it, researching it, and putting pen to paper. But uh, you know, again, we are to expose it. That's what the Bible tells us to do. We're to be aware of it. It's in the Bible for a reason, and uh, I think uh, we need to remember that uh, the more we sh sh shine the light on it, the more the darkness will dissipate. Darkness and light cannot coexist. The minute light comes, darkness disappears. So, uh, you know, we, I think that we're in for some dark days ahead, but uh, believers that are filled with the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking by faith, not by sight, staying in the word of God and doing battle through faith, through the word of God, through prayer, uh, can make a difference and uh, kind of expose the darkness and bring people to the light. So that's uh, just what the Lord put on my heart today. I hope that's encouraging to our listeners. Uh, again, uh, be on the lookout for Spirit of the Antichrist Volume 2. You should be able to purchase it from notbyworks.org uh, starting October 24th, and then the orders will begin shipping October 31st. As with Volume 1, it's only going to be available through Not By Works Ministries and other ministries that uh, get their books from us. We're not going to put it on Amazon, at least not right away. Uh, so, you know, uh, we pray that uh, the Lord uses it, uh, especially with what's uh, with the way the stage is being set. I mean, it could be a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting fall, uh, don't you think, Curtis? Well, I, well, with what I see happening uh, just in the last, oh, two weeks, <clears throat> I see the stage being set for some rather um, uh, what could be cathartic events for this earth that we live on right now. And uh, uh, we may soon see some things that we really have never imagined seeing before in our lifetime. Yeah, uh, I believe I believe we may be able to witness some of it. Uh, I would prefer that that Christ come back and and rapture us now, 
<laughs> but you know, we 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 have to wait, and we will. And if we have to wait for any length of time, uh, it just makes books like like the one that you're releasing here on October the 31st even more prescient and and, and important to read. And uh, the material uh, needs to be digested uh, really, really. Uh, I can't stress it enough. I want everybody to get this book. Uh, I read volume one and oh my goodness, uh, there's some shocking stuff in volume one if you haven't read it. But I'm looking at the table of contents, JB, and volume two and oh boy. Some of the it's, things. It's urgent. I mean, there's definitely an urgency of the hour. Uh, I talked recently at Plum Creek Chapel. By the way, if you're ever in the Denver area, please come see us at Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia. Church, um, but uh, I talked recently about how many uh, believers were uh, either hoping or, in some cases, even expecting and predicting that the rapture was going to happen uh, in uh, September, sometime between September 25th through the 28th, in conjunction with Rosh Hashanah. And I cautioned people, and always have for 30 plus years of ministry, not to to, to yeah. focus on the Jewish calendar and try to put God in a box with the rapture. Uh, and of course it could have happened. That's the thing is the rapture is imminent. It could happen at any moment. And I wish it would have happened then, but it didn't. But now those same people, many of them are saying, well, okay, it didn't happen this year. It must be going to happen next year. So they think they've got a year. Uh, and I think, uh, that's a mistake. I think we need to yeah. strike that balance between it could happen today. And we say Maranatha come Lord Jesus but it also might not happen for a long time. And so we need to both look up and be watchful, but at the same time, be prepared that you know, in this world, we will have trouble. And, and if that, if the Lord tarries is coming, are we going to be sitting ducks or are we going to have a fighting chance? So uh, lots, uh, lots happening uh, for sure. I, I think uh, one of the things that's happening very rapidly, and I just touched on it briefly yeah. on the podcast, but people need yeah. to read that section, especially in the new book is the central bank digital currencies. This is something that you know people have been talking about for several years, and yeah. it is huge. Uh, it really it, It's a game changer. When we do away with the monetary system as we know it, yeah. everything digital so that they can track every single expenditure, you can only spend what they, what they tell you you have, they can turn you off at any moment. Yeah, right. uh, that gets into full spectrum planetary, you know, global control, which is right out of the book of Revelation. So. Absolutely, it is. That's definitely uh, uh, part of the mark of the beast system, right yeah. there. Uh, yeah. it, it's that, that's what's going to be involved. Or you got to remember, Revelation says that that uh, nobody will be allowed to buy or sell right. or trade without the mark. And uh, that means they can shut you off. They can disallow uh, you conducting any any kind of monetary business. Yeah. So this is not just a precursor. This is the, the opening stages of development. Yeah. No, it is. It is. And that's a, a big part of the first section of the book on, uh, you know, the Klaus Schwab and I talk about uh, Harari, uh, Noah Yuval Harari, or Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, oh, yeah. Love that guy. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, there's some pretty evil stuff coming. But anyway, it's been great to be with you, uh, Curtis, and uh, really 
for always appreciate what Christian Underground News Network is doing. Next time we meet for our monthly uh, podcast, uh, the book will be out. In fact, I was looking at the calendar. We Our next uh, meeting, if we keep with our first Tuesday of the month schedule, will be November 1st, the day That's after right. the book is available. So, That's right. uh, so we'll be able to go into a lot more detail and uh, can't wait to always enjoy talking with you. Well, listen, we, we always enjoy having you, JB, and, and uh, we appreciate uh, your, your level of uh, caring and compassion and also uh, your awareness of, of how critical uh, the hour is in which we live for so many people. And so we appreciate you releasing the book that, that you've just written and uh, Boy, and I know it's taken many years to compile. So uh, we really appreciate the effort and the timing and the info that's in it. And uh, I can hardly wait to read it myself, sir. Amen. Amen. So listen, uh, until we meet again on November the 1st, uh, we, we wish many blessings upon you and your family. And for our listeners, we, we hope that they've been blessed by listening today and that they'll be uh, eager to join us again on November the 1st, the Lord willing. Uh, we'll, we'll have another uh, segment to present with them, for them. And uh, until then, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. May God bless and keep you.